The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is a Monday night football doubleheader preview because we have two games on. First, the Washington football team will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, the undefeated Steelers. Uh, We'll talk about that. And then we will also discuss the Bills and the 49ers. We're going to target gambling things that you can uh, do we'll talk about football of course but also we want to you know, win some money um and we'll hit some dfs as plus player props and to talk about it he has to talk about it twice with me today on a monday morning he hates it but he's nuclear right now so we got to bring him on it's rj white six and oh on the best bets last week is that right six and oh on sunday we'll see how how this one goes because i got both these games in my best bets from the podcast on friday but you know what the best part is about going like having a great week is if you look across the aisle and you see that Pete Prisco had a terrible week. Did he? I don't even know what his record is. I only, uh, he, only concern like, myself with myself. So yeah, she, he, he actually went three. I think he could go like three and three. No, no, he hit the Broncos. So he went three and three, but like his record against the spread for the full slate was terrible. Um, he had like the Chargers were a best bet. I mean, that, yeah. You just get some of the worst. Yeah. You lose by 45 points and he had the uh, Browns under too. Uh, anyway, let's get to it. Washington at Pittsburgh. We've got two games to cover Pittsburgh minus six and a half. The over under here is 43 Washington four and seven straight up, but very much in the NFC East mix. A win here would tie them with the giants in first place. They are five, five and one against the spread five, five and one. Um, to the over, so basically dead ass even. The Steelers are 11 and 0 straight up, 8 and 3 against the spread, and also 5 5 1 to the over. Wild stuff. Pittsburgh has won 10 straight Monday night games dating back to 2014, the third longest win streak since Monday night football began in 1970. Washington is 0 and 4 against the spread, 1 and 13 straight up, including nine straight losses in their last 14 games on extended rest, seven plus days between game days. Did either of those trends matter for you tonight? No, because there's a new Washington team. I mean, that trend matters. If it's the same coach, same preparation, then you would be worried if it was like Mike Tomlin where this was happening. But I mean, it's new team, new new quarterback, new everything. So why why bother with that trend? Um, you know, best bet for me on the Friday pod was Washington here. I think we had it at seven. Uh, I got it at Sportsline at eight and a half when it opened. And now that it's down to six and a half, 
it seems like more of a stay away. I mean, I still lean Washington, but it's 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 not in best bet territory once it gets under a touchdown. I mean, that rush offense for Washington hitting its stride, like I mentioned on Friday, uh, they need to run against this tough Pittsburgh defense that, that can you know stop you throwing the ball. Um, huge rest advantage, like you mentioned. They effectively get a bye. It's Pittsburgh played on Wednesday. Um, Washington's D is fifth in DVOA, sixth in points per drive. I think they can make it a low-scoring brawl, and it stays inside the number like that Kansas City game last night. Um, you know, they never really sniffed covering for for Kansas City. It, it stayed a, a close defensive game. I think we could see something similar here. Yeah, um, I've seen it this morning, and I guess, you know, we're using, obviously, our, our partners here. Uh, William and Hill, William Hill, William and Hill. I had a six and a half now, uh, even juice on that. I saw it jump to seven earlier during the earlier the, in the morning before we recorded this um, on a local site. It's like plus seven minus one thirty, which is not. I, I mean, I guess I'm okay with the seven, but that's a lot of juice to be messing around with the Washington football team in this spot. Um, and you know, uh, a lot of places won't let you buy it from six and a half to seven. I mean, that's a pretty key number. So. I think I do like Washington still, but I'm with you on the on the boat that at at nine and a half or ten, I love Washington. At six and a half or seven, I mean that's a lot of points. You know, th- this is a good Pittsburgh Steelers team. They don't really blow people out. We've seen them, we've seen them like throttle the Bengals and throttle the Browns this year. I guess they, I think they had one more game where they just slaughtered somebody. But by and large, I mean this is a team that because of how they're constructed on offense and defense, and now without Bud Dupree. They sort of let people hang around. They're not. They're not coming out and dropping. Or they blew up the Jaguars. That was the other one. Uh, they're not. They're not coming out and dropping, you know, fifty points in the first half and just cleaning your clock. Typically speaking, and, and watching those, those teams have in common is they don't have any defense. Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Cleveland, right. Washington's a, a totally different thing. That's why I also like this to lean under. Um, I think it's 43 now, 43, 43 and a half. Uh, Washington's defense also first in red zone success rate. Pittsburgh's defense first in points per drive. And Washington's offense obviously is probably going to run the ball and chew up clock, try to avoid turnovers. So this could be a fast pay, you know, a, a keep the clock moving type of game uh, that stays under, um, you know, stays in the 30s, maybe creeps over 40. Um, I What we saw on Thanksgiving was Antonio Gibson, the rookie running back slash, I mean, he's a running back, but he's played like wide receiver and running back at Memphis, broke out in a big way for a huge game against Dallas. Uh, my favorite prop, RJ, in this game is Antonio Gibson over receptions two and a half. Uh, you look at the Steelers, and they are actually fantastic against uh, against running backs catching balls out of the backfield um, last in, in receiving yards allowed to running backs. But if you look at it with some context, they had the Ravens, who didn't have Lamar, not that he throws running backs. The Cowboys, who had Ben DiNucci. The Bengals, who had no mixing, but Gio Bernard got there on the receptions and on the on the receiving yards. The Jaguars, who had Jake Luton, and, Jay, and James Robinson got two for 21. And then the Titans, Derrick Henry, who doesn't catch balls out of the backfield the last few games. I think Antonio Gibson is primed to catch three, four, five passes out of the backfield uh, over his uh, the full season. He has three and a half targets per game and four targets per game over his last four outings i love that offense has been playing well the last four outings though and um if this is a game where you don't think washington's going to be in it or take the lead then you could see a lot more mckissick and he gets the targets you're hoping that uh that gibson gets so it might might come down to game flow if washington gets in a hole early you're not probably hitting that prop on gibson because you're not putting him on the field as much no that's that's a great point um Gibson, I, I like I like it because I think Washington will be competitive in this game. I don't think Pittsburgh will come out and just blow their doors off. You can you can kind of move the ball in Pittsburgh in in the air. Um, I think I think this Washington team will have a better success rushing the ball, and I think with no Bud Dupree, you can really shift and it, like you know to it and Cam Hayward and obviously T.J. Watt are great. 
but I think you can kind of shift your protection schemes towards Watt to give Alex Smith a little more time. And I think they'll use Gibson as an outlet there as a, as a, as a way to alleviate the pressure. Yeah, so my props I like, I would look under passing yards on both the quarterbacks. These two defenses are number one and number two in pass yards allowed. Pittsburgh's offense is middle of the pack in pass yards. Washington's defense has allowed 202 yards or less in five of their last six. Pittsburgh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's prop when I saw it was 276. That's obviously a lot more than 202. So um, unless Pittsburgh's offense just completely goes off and we saw they had tr- troubles with drops in their last game, quick turnaround here. We don't know how that's going to affect them. Um, I think Ben Roth comes comfortably under that total. And then Washington's offense averaged under 160 yards passing in the last two Pittsburgh's defense under 200 yards in our last three Alex Smith under 219 and a half pass yards seems like a pretty good bet too uh well bad news because that two that 219 that you quoted is already down to 213 on my local it looks like it is cratering it was at 220 um I I, I like the under there I would you go as low as 213 213's fine I'd probably go into the mid 200s I'd be fine with that Okay. Um, now, the one thing I looked at, and I, I had this one written down, uh, Alex Smith under uh, pass yards as well. I didn't bet it, and so now I'm going to get a worse number, which sucks. But um, looking at the last two weeks, Cincinnati and Dallas, two comfortable du- double-digit victories for, for Washington. Alex Smith had 51 total pass attempts, way under 200 passing yards. But those were comfortable wins where they sort of leaned on the run late. And Although, I guess, did Gibson have a late rush, passing touchdown? Or late receiving touchdown, he might have um, on Thanksgiving uh, against the Giants in Detroit, two three point losses where they were, you know, in a close game. He had 87 passing attempts and 600, 715 passing yards in those three games. I, I don't, I don't know if this is a game flow type of thing. If they will want to, if they're trying to limit his dropbacks, I hope they are, especially against a good pass rush. Um, it, does that concern you at all when taking this under here? Again, think about those teams that you just mentioned where he was in close game. He threw 87 pass attempts. That's not the Steelers defense, and that's not how you win this game. If Washington wants to come out and stay in, stay in the NFC East race, they're not going to throw the ball a ton. It has to be run, ball control, defense, and pl- kind of play the way the Steelers have been winning, you know, run, ball control, defense, and, um, you know, who made the best team win in that sense. And Washington's kind of built their team around that in the last few weeks, so they could do it. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And look, take it. I mean, I guess it's not going to get that much lower. It could get down to like 208, but I, I don't I don't hate the under on both guys. And Big Ben still presents a lot of value because people are scared. Like, people are hammering the Alex Smith under. They're not getting onto the Big Ben under per se. Okay, any other props that you like? In this particular no, that was about it for those two, those two. Okay, cool. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk Bills 49ers and then dive into the DFS for the day. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run to the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondry's newest sports show. Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, so the second game of Monday night, the Buffalo Bills 
at the San Francisco 49ers, but technically not at. Well, it's at, technically at, but it's in Arizona. And the Bills, I saw uh, our pal, uh, co-worker Jonathan Jones tweet out, wait, what? The Bills are a one-point underdog to the 49ers who are playing a home game in Arizona? What am I missing here? And that made me, RJ, love, absolutely love my 49ers pick and wager in this game. Uh, Even uh, helping it more is the fact that they are now one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bills. Um I think Buffalo is plus three or minus three on the look ahead. So this is a, a pretty wild shift. Is that enough value for you to get on Buffalo? Or do you think this is a game where the 49ers are just going to figure something out? I love Buffalo. The line was two and a half as of, as of Wednesday. I know that because when I put out my teaser of the week column, my number one teaser team was the 49ers. Tease them up to eight and a half. And the line steamed all the way to the 49ers. Now, obviously, you don't tease them. They went through zero at this point. Tease yeah. the Bills now, though. If you get one and a half, tease them up through seven, six and seven and a half. If you want to do a little uh, Steelers-Bills teaser, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Nice job on Green Bay-Atlanta teaser. Thank you. And I needed that late touchdown for Atlanta at the end, you know, it was looking rotten again, you know, with the, it was going to lead to another 24, nine game, but that didn't happen. So I love the bills back when it was two and a half. I still liked them. Um, but when I got to pick them, I love them. And now we're still going, the market wants to steam towards San Francisco. Um, I'm fine with that. You know, if you like San Francisco, you miss the value. So I think you either play the bills or you tease them up or stay away. Um, uh, San Francisco's D got healthier off the bye. Buffalo did too, which I mentioned on Friday. San Francisco's offense had their fifth straight game with multiple turnovers. That's what the Bills' defense is good at doing, creating turnovers. I have them graded as a far better team uh, with Mullins at quarterback. We'll see what happens when Garoppolo comes back, if the offense can get going. But, I mean, got to love the Bills here. Um, probably the best bet of the day for me. Wow. See, I'm on the 49ers. I love the 49ers in this spot. It, it stinks. It stinks out loud. But it's, um, it's Kyle Shanahan against a Buffalo rush defense that while improved is not necessarily great. I think he'll scheme up some stuff. And this is, I mean, this is, it's, it's hard to understate how huge this game is for the playoff picture as a whole. If San Francisco can win this game, they are back in the mix, like firmly back in the mix. If Buffalo loses this game, we laid it out on Sunday night on the podcast. There's a path for the Patriots to win the steal the division and the Bills maybe even miss the playoffs, which would be absolutely stunning considering their start. And they look, they can easily go in uh, and win this game. I'm not saying that they won't, but something just seem this just seems like a spot where Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala cook up something that confuses Josh Allen, Josh Allen you prefer Scott Hansen's pronunciation, um, and they get the run game going and the 49ers win this game and all of a sudden we're talking about how the nfc like are the the cardinals are going to finish last in the nfc west and all this stuff i can just you can see the narratives coming so uh, i am in on the 49ers i think that their run game will get going and uh, they will do enough in the pass game to to take care of buffalo you love your narratives. I think there's also a, a possibility that Brian Dable and Josh Allen can cook up something for the San Francisco defense. The 49ers allowed the most rushing yards to quarterbacks in the league, 31 rushing yards per game. They face the most carries by far, 71 total carries by quarterbacks, and that's closest to 61. Um, Josh Allen's over 29 and a half rushing yards is one of my favorite props in this game. Um, you know, he's topped it, it in each of his last two and four of his last six games. More importantly, he had seven plus carries in six straight games. So if he's getting those same number of carries against a team that allows the most rushing yards to quarterbacks in the league, which I think should be the plan since they're, they're, they're obviously bad at defending it. Um, then he's going to go over that total. So that's what's one of my top props here. That is a great call. He is up to 31 and a half. Do you still like it there? 
You see 31 and a half? Yeah, I mean, that's what it, the 31 per game is right where 49ers average. This is obviously a better rushing quarterback than some of the guys they face. You know, you're not going to gonna play that number when you're playing Jerry Goff. But uh, Josh Allen's a whole different beat. And I think that you see with what for, what San Francisco does on defense in terms of, you know, the cover three stuff on the back end, that's the sort of zone that Josh Allen would look at. I, like, I just think you could see him looking at the coverage, not loving what he's seeing, and maybe bolting the pocket a little bit earlier. Plus, if you add in some designed runs, you'd think that he gets to 35 easily in terms of rushing yards. Yeah, like, yeah, this is the way to go. The San Francisco could have some matchup problems for Buffalo on, on their side. But like I said, Buffalo could also have some matchup problems for San Francisco here. All right, well, I'm putting in – I just put that in uh, right now. I'm in on that prop. I like that prop a lot. That's a great flag plant prop. Um, I am also in on the under for Devin Singletary rushing yards at 34 and a half. The 49ers are not giving up very many rushing yards to running backs at all. And if you look at the snaps – Zach Moss's return, I believe, uh, coincided. Didn't it happen in week? Look, confirm for sure. But um, basically, through the first, um, when Zach Moss when Zach Moss was out, Devin Singletary saw like seventy five plus percent of the snaps, up to like ninety percent of the snaps, and he has not been above fifty percent of the snaps at running on on the offensive snaps for Buffalo since. Uh, week seven against the Jets. He has not, he has been over the rushing yard total twice, but it requires uh, a long play. So he had 14 carries against New England for 86 yards, 11 carries against the Chargers for 82 yards. Um, I just don't think he's going to see a ton of carries and a ton of snaps in this game. I think he'll be more involved in the passing game. Maybe it's a touchdown, whatever. As long as he stays under the 35 and a half, what do we have at William Hill? So it's down to 34 and a half now in some spots. I had all right, 34 and a half at William Hill. So under 34 and a half, I got it at 35 and a half. Obviously 36 and a half would be even better. It's not going to go back up. It looks like it's going to keep going down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And any carries Allen gets that takes away from Singletary. So that helps you too. And yeah, Moss should be more involved. It's kind of hard to judge what could happen with the bills running game. You know, it seems like if one guy makes a mistake, the other guy could be in for 80% of the runs and uh, you know, you just don't know what to expect. So I've kind of avoided that, that bills running game for the most part. Um, my long shot prop here is Gabriel gave us a score of touchdown. He's plus 1400. So 14 to one. He's already here. He has four touchdowns in 11 games. So um he, that's what it was last night. I don't know if that's what it is now. I didn't check it before we recorded. Um, so four of 11 games, he's had touchdowns. So that's already great value, even before you get to the fact that uh, he has a chance to step up with John Brown out. He had 90-plus percent of the snaps last week for the third time, I believe, this season. Um, he should get 90% of the snaps here. I, I think he might be 14-1 to 1 for first touchdown. That might be what it was. Yeah, we'll still take that, too. Okay, it's plus 250 for any time touchdown score. I mean, that's a great value, but, um, but plus 1400 for, for first touchdown hit a long play, you know, um, you know, early in the game, you know, they, they like to try to hit a deep one and he's been great at those long plays and, and fill that John Brown role. So, um, yeah, 14 to one for first touchdown and two plus two fifty is a good value too. Okay. So any other props that you've got that you want to, uh, to include? I mean, I would lean Jordan Reed over 35 and a half receiving yards. Bills have allowed the second most yards to tight ends this season. So it's a great matchup for them. He's had six targets in each of his last two games. So the opportunity should be there. And the 49ers are getting healthier at receiver, which could hurt, but the Bills are good against receivers. So tight ends, the easier place to target, um, you know, the passing game. So I think he probably is going to get over that number. All right, well, let's, uh, let's do a little recap here of our props and then we'll get to the DFS stuff. So from the Washington-Pittsburgh game, we both like, 
the Alex Smith under passing yards. RJ added on the Big Ben under passing yards, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, I've got the over Antonio Gibson reception. So that's three from that game. Am I missing? Did I miss something? That's it, right? No. That's it. And then from the Bills game, I like Devin Singletary under rush yards. Jo- uh, uh, Josh Allen. RJ loves Josh, Al- Josh Allen over rush yards. And I, I agree with him. I, I put it in uh, while we were podcasting um, up to the probably the mid-30s, anything below 35 maybe. Yeah, sounds about good. Okay. Um, and also, uh, Gabe Davis, first touchdown and anytime touchdown scorer. And that's, uh, is that it? I think that's it, right? Yep. And Jordan Reed, if you want to add something on the San Francisco side. All right. There you go. So those are, those are the props for those games. Let's cash them all. Uh, if you, if you bet them and they hit, tweet us a slip and let us know that it hit because it gets me excited. Anytime somebody scores a, oh, by the way, how about Devontae Adams? First touchdown score. Bang. Packers game. I nailed that one. Do I get do I get five wins on the best bets podcast? Uh, I don't know. No, probably not. Uh, all right, let's talk some DFS. So, I think we're just going to do the double slate here. We are just going to do the double slate. So the, right. you, these, are, these are the fun things when you get the two games and you get to construct an actual lineup of the two guys. So a quarterback, obviously your options are Josh Allen. I'll stop doing that at some point. Nick Mullins, Big Ben, excuse me, Josh Allen, 7,300. Big Ben, 6,400. Nick Mullins, 5,100. Alex Smith, 4,900. Are you, I mean, clearly the the chalkier guys will be Allen and Roethlisberger. I think the chalkier guy is going to be Mullins because the the matchup says 32nd, uh, you know, 32nd for the Bills. People are going to see that. They can get value there. They're going to do that. My somewhat chalky, somewhat zigging play there is to go Josh Allen. I don't trust either guy in Washington, Pittsburgh with those past defenses. Take Allen based on the rushing value. I think he's going to rush a ton and get a touchdown there. And then, um, so that would be, you know, that's where I'm spending up there. In order to counteract that, I'm spending down, obviously, Gabriel Davis. I think he's going to get a touchdown. So I'm running with him at 4,300. Jordan Reed, I said he's going to go over. So I love him at 3,200 with the tight end um, and then if you want to differentiate differentiate your lineup a little you can go Eric Ebron as the second tight end because a lot of people don't like to play the tight end flex especially when you have a lot of flexibility in these games you know won the one the Millie maker on Sunday two tight ends Darren Waller and um, I don't remember who the other one was but Darren Waller and a second tight end won the Millie maker so it, it works there you go. And then the other way to differentiate your lineup is a lot of people play the Pittsburgh, you know, running back the defense combination, Benny Snell and the Pittsburgh defense expecting no role in that game. But if we think Washington's going to be just as good, why not go with Antonio Gibson, your guy at 6,500, a little paying up there. I don't think people are going to want to do that um, with, with that defensive matchup. And then the Washington defense at 2,500, you know, they've played their butt off. They could surprise Pittsburgh on a short week and a weird schedule. So you can structure your lineup like that. You can do, you know, what you want on the other stuff, Diggs, McLaurin, Samuel, those can throw them in the receiver flex mix and most dirt at running back that kind of thing yeah i think that's actually a great call and you're right on the the quarterback i think i i looked at that the wrong way people will want to get the key skill position guys nick mullins offers some salary relief i mean you're saving twenty two hundred dollars by going down from josh allen to, to nick mullins that is a huge amount ben roethlisberger has a q next to his name so that could suppress uh his roster rate a little bit I mean, is there any thought of going with Alex Smith as a contrarian play? I assume not because you have you like the under in his passing yards. Yeah, I don't think he's going to run a lot. You have to think he's going to throw some touchdowns, and, and we just don't know. That's going to be a low-scoring game, I think, so I don't really want to mess with much out of, out of that game that I don't have to. Um, you don't have to do this if you're building a lineup in one of these uh, smaller uh, you know, two-game two slates, but it makes sense to correlate you know, some aspects of your lineup. Uh, if you have Allen and Gabe Davis – 
I like to bring back with a $6,000 Debo Samuel, who has a pretty nice, healthy over-under for in terms of his receiving yards, is very much involved in jet sweeps, screen game. They'll run him out of the backfield, um, and he, he's, he's a heavily featured part of Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yeah, typically I don't like to go number one receivers against the Bills because they have Trey White, but um, Samuel's versatility makes him not really a number one receiver. They use him in different ways. It'll keep him more effective. Maybe Ayuk has to line up more on White, and that just erases him, so I'm probably not playing Ayuk in any of these. Um, so, yeah, the, I think Samuel's a fine play. I have him in my flex right now. Okay. Um, any? Uh, how would you handle the Steelers wide receivers? They have Deontay Johnson, 6,300, Claypool, 61, and Juju, still the cheapest at 5,700. Yeah, I didn't play any of them. I think there could be opportunity there. I don't mind if you want to go with Juju at the 67. Hope he gets some looks in the slot. Um, but yeah, I decided to 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 avoid the Pittsburgh, you know, as much as possible in this lineup, considering that I thought because they were heavily favored, a lot of other people would use them. I think Pittsburgh will be very chalky, especially because you can grab. I mean, Benny Snell is 5400. He's the second most ex- or third most expensive running back, not counting James Conner. But I mean, I think you'll see a lot of Benny Snell and Zach Moss combinations because that allows you to, you know, you can. You, know, you can spend up at the wide receiver spot if, if you're so inclined. Uh, so what, what is your, what, like, what does your lineup kind of look like here? Cause I'm putting one together and I'm just, I'm just curious what you think. Uh, yeah. I kind of ran through it a little bit earlier. Uh, Josh Allen at quarterback, Mostert and Gibson at running back um, Diggs, gate and Davis at receiver, you know, to take advantage of the Allen play McLaurin at receiver. It looks like he's going to play uh, news reports came in on Monday that it seems like he's good to go. Um, so that's my receivers with Samuel at the flex as a fourth receiver. Um, Jordan Reed at tight end um, and then Washington at, at, uh, at defense. And if you want to mix it up a little, you can go Ebron instead of Samuel. You have more sp- to spend on defense or some other position if you want. Man, if you go down to Jordan Reed and the Washington football team, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I built a team that's Allen Gibson. I, I'll, I'll take McKissick out and go with uh, Mostert. And so I got Allen Gibson, Mostert, Gabe Davis, Debo Samuel, Juju, Jordan Reed, McLaurin, Washington defense. I have 2,200 left over. <laughs> a lot of flexibility in this thing. And I think yeah, Diggs is my guy and, and that I spent up on. And then, and that could be bad because Sherman came out and they looked pretty good last week. So maybe that's not a, a great play, but if I have Allen in there and I'm playing Davis anyway, might as well roll with the second. Go with Diggs too. Yeah. And uh, by the way, we don't think we touched on, do you think that game stays over or under the bills game? The bills game. It's probably an under for me. I would lean under um, just because those defenses showed up last week, but um, yeah, I, I don't have that much confidence. So I stay away. Okay, cool. Um, all right. That's uh that's it. We just made everybody a million dollars. We gave you a bunch of props. You can, you know, you can fund, you'll be able to fund next week's DFS with all the props winnings you get. And uh, we got two games slate that starts in six hours, RJ. Uh, make sure to follow RJ at RJ White One on Twitter. Go to sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code white. You get your first month for a dollar. All of RJ's picks are there. He is on a fantastic run against the spread in the NFL. So make sure and check those out. RJ, as always, a pleasure, buddy. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.